0: The winds of change are blowing and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabo, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and Soul Coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin awake. Hello, everyone. It's Renee, the business development manager over here at Michael's House and with the West Coast (laughs) team. And I'm going to mute. Everybody, and I'll unmute you later, or you can mute unmute if you have a question. The 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 chat box open to put your email in, and you'll be able to download that when you get the replay uh, from Zoom. There's, it'll say there's six files, and one of them is a text file with all the information about who's here and how to connect, and uh, that's a, a good way to to get talking to other people. Last week, my team actually set up a lot of face-to-face appointments with this and uh, I got to meet a few new people myself it was exciting and so this is exciting and today I'm thrilled because you're back (laughs) and people are back which means that they got something out of the first one and we're going to continue and this is just a lot of this is a lot of stuff so I tried to I'm trying to chunk it down and I'm willing to continue as long as people really want to learn this because it keeps me um, teaching people something that i love and gives you a, a way to reach out to more people and save more lives so it's kind of a win-win on this today we're going to talk about growing your audience and if you didn't see week one and you're new in, in social connecting i would go back and watch it again again you got the slides you can go back and, and look at those as well and I don't know if I've attached those to the event, right? But I could do that. So today, um, I'm with. Um, oh dear! How do, I don't even want to attempt that last name. I should have done this first. Hold on, Muta. Can you unmute yourself and, and tell us your last name so I don't <laughs> so I don't ruin it? <laughs> why Why don't you give
1: it a go? I am. I want to just hear how you say it. Okay, <laughs> uh, Katsuya.: You did brilliantly well.
0: I did. So, you did. Great. Mukta is our digital marketing strategist manager. Say that. I know there's a, been a change in title.
1: So, I'm, I'm, yes, I, I lead the digital strategy team at for Foundations Recovery Network.
0: Now, so she's not going to go into you know, the advanced stuff because she gets my head spinning sometimes when she'll say to me, well, do you have $1,000 to spend on that campaign? And I'll say, no, I have about 25 and so I told her, we're backing all the way back up here for people who just want to reach more people, And I have actually used uh, some paid some paid um, ads for my other business, but I let the for, for Michael's house and stuff, I don't do that. So uh, let's get into. Today we're going to talk about repurposing your content for greater distribution, and then low cost and effective tools for building your audience like the Mailchimp's, uh, the good free until service stuff, the AWeber's, the constant contacts. And then we're going to talk about repurposing this content for gifts and reach. Like I said, I put this up on YouTube and I put this up on Facebook and all these other places. And so not only would the 65 people who, people who were here last week, see it, but I think it reached out to at least another 50 or so. And now granted, this is, um, this is kind of uh, material that you know a lot of people could use, but I'm not really trying to purpose it out to thousands of people, but I could if I want to. Uh, what, is, what is digital strategy and questions? So there'll be time at the end to really ask both uh, myself and Mukta questions. I just want to remind you all about self-care. And I don't know about you, but all of a sudden I, I looked at what I was cooking for a week and it was, I went from corned beef and brisket to, you know, tacos to lasagna. And I'm thinking like, I'm carving out here. It's kind of like going back to the old comfort, comfort zone. And so yeah, I had my, my woman drop off juices. I'm really going to try to get a little bit better because what I noticed was I was really getting cranky and irritable yesterday and it didn't matter with the walks and everything else but I was thinking that the social interaction of, that we get when we go into a grocery store or we get when we go other places is really, is really kind of, um, important. We make a, a lasting connection. Wait a second. We, so, you know, so we, we, and it's part of our part of our thing. So, um, we got to still stay connected. But when you're connected too much on the internet, it really starts to make you loopy. So find, we're going to have to find some other new ways because next week we're going to go into this and there could be a couple more weeks. Uh, so we have to take, we get dressed. Our team gets dressed and has a weekly face, a daily face-to-face meeting. We take breaks often, which last night I, did not, I didn't do. I didn't drink enough water. So I'm telling you what I've been failing to do, Stretching. You know, to really plan your calendar so those breaks are in there, to eliminate distractions, avoid isolation, and daily exercise is key. I've been walking several miles a day, but then I realized there was something else missing in my day yesterday, so I went to bed early. And that really got me back on track. Extra rest, it was kind of a funny thing, but it worked. I wanna just, this is just an aside. So one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of places is everyone saying, oh, I got this HIPAA compliant meeting going on, or I got this. So Zoom is HIPAA compliant. And so we could technically say this is a HIPAA compliant meeting, but it's not. Because I don't know who's looking over Keith's shoulder or Inger's shoulder or, you know, that's what, so if you're going to be doing a group for your alumni, say, um, you need to, You need to get all like, we have an alumni coming in to talk to our patients, okay? So what Irish is gonna do is she's gonna set a Zoom meeting up that she's gonna be coordinating with that they're gonna feed over you know the television there. So yes, that will be HIPAA compliant because nobody's gonna see the patients in the room and they'll just be seeing Irish and the alumni, which the alumni has already agreed to be there and we have a a release form. I just learned yesterday from Jotform. If you have like questions to ask people, like how can we help you right now? We don't really know. Uh, Jotforms are offering a HIPAA, HIPAA compliant option, so you know that means that you can get it set up in a secure way, so you can get information from. And you'll get these slides, Julie. I'll send them if you want them. So you'll have you'll just have all this information. I try to lay it out so people could reuse it. So, so, so I'm just going to review the email tips because we're going to go into furthering emailing a little bit in a new way. So hopefully by last week, you've updated your database some. Have you raised your hands? Have you done a little bit of work on your email? Good. Yay. I love teaching when people do this stuff. Um, and then I, when I used Eventbrite, it cleaned out a lot of old email addresses that no longer worked. Because I used, remember I said I can use Eventbrite as a database. It cleaned out about 54 emails, some people unsubscribed. And you know what? I used to feel bad when people unsubscribe. Um, Now it's like, oh, you don't want what I have, but you might want it again tomorrow and you'll re-sign up. I mean, people go off and on my mailing list all day. They say, look at how many people join every day. So ask yourself on your website, especially business development people, when the marketing team is creating a website, they're not thinking about that you want a database necessarily. So maybe, uh, maybe check your company website and see if there's an actual way for people to sign up to receive mailings from, from your events and stuff like that. And so I know, um, I'm not sure if ours has one, Mukta. Uh, so we're testing our emails. Then Today I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna actually show you about how to work with MailChimp because I think it's the cheapest and easiest. But first before we get there let's talk about that data collecting last week um, the marketing team made me this great new form it's a sign up form that asks is actually if you look at it and you'll get these slides again gives people for per, per permission for us to mail to them so when we have a lunch and learn or something we'll be using this form on the left here and it will tell people hey what's your company your email and your number now i send them a copy but i also have a copy which which I always do is I distribute it to my um, business development team by region. And so that, so that the people in different regions are um, getting connected to the people who are like there. And so then the other one is over in MailChimp, which we're gonna get into in just you know, more detail, but they actually give you several ways and it's free up to 2000 subscribers. So I don't know about you, how many are on your email list? Who, do, do, raise your hand if you have more than 2,000 right now on your own personal database. Okay. I, well, then, I apologize for interrupting, um, but it's really important, Renee. I have a lot of people writing me and asking me for the code. So give them the code. I don't have the code. I just click- Send them the Zoom link. I sent them the Zoom link. There is no code. There is no code, okay. There's no code. It's a Zoom link. Um, Thanks. I can't hold on. I could get out of here. But you have the Zoom link. So, oh, wait here. Here, I'll put it right here. This is what happens when we, uh, hold on. I'm going to put it in here. In the chat? No, yeah, I'm going to put it right in the chat right now. So if anyone doesn't have the Zoom link. Oh, thank you. Got it. You got it all macuda put it this is um meeting id i got it thanks i'm gonna i've got like five people
1: so five more people will be joining
0: that's all right all right so we're going back to our sign up and no like things happen when you're on a live call and if you you get experienced is you can edit those things out all right so you should always have your sign up form whenever you have a, an event but then over in in, in um over in, sir, uh, what, oh, what's this called, um, Monkey, the Monkey one, hold on, MailChimp, <laughs> the Monkey one, I don't use this one, but I all, always recommend it as a really good place for people to start. If you have over 2,000, then what I'm going to say is there's a cost for MailChimp as well. Then I, I use AWeber personally, and Constant Contact also has a great one because they have an event platform as well, so they're all good, but if you're under $2,000, and you're just, or 2,000 people, and you don't want to spend money, MailChimp is the way to go, so you just create your account, and then you create, like, your audience, so what's nice is you can create one for, say, you you teach yoga or something on the side, or sell cookies, I know somebody has a bakery here, Uh, you know, this is a, a great way to, do it for you can segregate your list. You can have my work contacts, my bakery contacts, and things like that. So that makes a lot of sense to do. What's really nice about all of these email servers is that they have templates. So you can upload your business, you know, your company logos, you can upgrade your company colors, you can upgrade like the text that you use and I'm talking more to the small companies because Mooka is probably cringing over there that I would change our company branding around at all. But, but for, you know, the smaller, if you're creating your own, you know, your own business solution about how you're doing things, you can put all of those things in there so that you're not so worried about, you know, that it's going to look like it was done professionally, other than a lot of the emails that we often get that are a little bit, a little bit not they don't look as good so this is what's great about here and and then they have things like so look at this took me about five minutes to do i just did this picture inside a picture because i thought the picture was really pretty and so if i wanted to create a quick email to give somebody special tips for the day to restore hope because we're all over we, i don't know we're all over hearing about the coronavirus but you know, how do we, what do we do to stay sane, you know, or, or some, how about your daily joke? I mean, I mean, just something that's a little bit more creative, a little bit more colorful, and that fits with who you are. And and remember, you have your signature in there, they're going to know who you are. But there's some pretty funny jokes going around right now. But you know, don't make them political, just make them funny. Uh, We have to go back to the, the fun of this. All right. So I really just set this up and then it you know you're sending it to the people on your list from and I always put my name in there because people know that it's from me they're going to open it even corporate if they're sending something out regionally they send it out from myself or one of the other business development people because people open mail from friends and people that they know they're not as likely to open mail from you know foundations recovery network unless it says something like free lunch in the next line which is not the best line anyway but you know there you you have to have that compelling offer okay talking about compelling offer so this was when i was doing this yesterday i opened up my facebook i swear it reads my mind knows what i'm researching and this is like a free offer you know a lot of times the ones that are on our company websites that will pop up will be you know call us now but right now if you're trying to create something um, for you to reach out to new contacts or new people who need you what would be a compelling offer that people would open one of the ones that i've recently used is because we're going to be talking about repurposing content is that that i did the last week's training we'll sign up and get access to last week's training for the business and so People did, I must have gotten another 15 or 20 people who signed up after the class to get the content. So I mentioned that one of the contents once, it doesn't matter if you have five people on your call or 125 people on your call, the the fact that you have free content for them that you can reuse is great. Like the other day um, I went over to, to uh, the the treatment center and I did a quick FaceTime video with our program director who talked about how we're testing our employees when they come in the door and stuff like that. It took me a drive over there, it took her five minutes and I had content for a web that's now been, you know, shared, you know, 15, 20 times by other people too because it's a good reminder, it's a feel good thing, has a nice picture of the desert and then like I said, last week's content was shared and and people saw it. And the nice part about this Eventbrite, I'm loving this Eventbrite software, is that look at once you registered for this class, it gave you an opportunity to watch last week's class, right on the platform. Now, if that's not the greatest thing, and, and I'm telling you that from doing webinars for 10 years, when we used to have free conference call, now we have platforms that can give you deliver content on their, on their site with good branding, your branding, because you put it all in there. And then people can watch last week's too. This is like amazing stuff. Um, then, so, so you wanna find some content that you can repurpose. Now, it could be a white paper or some things that you're learning, or uh, maybe like free content could be is what are the doctors over at Aton say? about addiction treatment. You know, I was reading Joey over at uh, Buckeye, they have a new website if you haven't been over there, awesome video. And the guy who made their video used to work for Foundations. He actually made the video for me for um, for the Finding Freedom. Really, really talented guy. So you might need a new time for a new video. This is be that's content people can share. All right. So the again, when you get to those, when you get to those emails, you want compelling subject lines. You know, people are inundated with the email, simple, no onset, on point. Like this morning, I wrote, this webinar starting in two hours. It tells you, do you want to be in or don't you? And then a few people signed right up because they're like, oh yeah, I'll just get to this later. Who knows what else she'll send me. But a lot of people go on and off your email list. What I've been told by email experts is, see how many people sign up every day i get an average on my personal website of about 12 to 15 new emails every single day i might get four who leave but 12 who sign up i'm eight ahead my personal email list is at about 12,000 to 13,000 and that i don't mix that with my business and i don't know how many we have so then so then now we're to the marketing piece and this is where we're going to bring mukta in in a minute and so What's nice about, again, I go back to Eventbrite because these platforms have spent millions of dollars perfecting this stuff and we didn't have access to this. But look at, I could go through, I can re-invite people who came last week, I can change the header, I can do all of this stuff or it interfaces with the MailChimp that I was just showing you how to do or Constant Contact or Paperless Post. they're starting to interface with all of these things. And so as they're interfacing, then it makes it a seamless operation for you. You create an event in Eventbrite, you connect it to your MailChimp, where you're gonna remember, you're gonna be now having a way of collecting emails. So you're gonna be keeping to adding to this list. Um, I just think it's really great. Now, this this is the important part. Amuk, do you want to unmute yourself here? So, right, I'm on. Let me me just give you a little introduction so we know. So now you've got all of that stuff set up, and you're going to get all of the, the paperwork on how to do it. And trust me, it goes step by step. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to hop on a Zoom with any of you or walk you through it, like actually showing you the links, which I decided not to do here for a better recording. But... Mukta is a passionate marketing and communications professional, driving business growth through ROI, return on investment, just in case you don't know, focused marketing campaigns for 10 plus years. She works with uh, large multinational companies, startups and advertising agencies across the globe. The philosophy of keeping the communication simple and straight has given her the edge to drive business growth across industries. She's worked for tractor manufacturers, to pre-owned cars, to information. And we're really, really lucky that she's on our foundation's uh, marketing team. Some of the things like, you know, she's implemented, like we can now get, um, we, I get a, a monthly list of whose phone numbers were called in and, and there's, they can see where the websites are, are clicked in and LinkedIn and stuff like that. Um, and she, I'm sure she'd be happy if you have questions, she put her email at the end too. But I'm going to let her take over, and I'm going to give you uh, control, uh, Mukta, of, the, of, the, uh, of this, the slides, too. So you can go. Hold on one second. That'll be helpful. That just will take me a minute. No problem. Uh, so I'm going to make her the host. All right. I'm still recording, so don't do anything with the record button. Okay. And just reminder, please put your information in the uh, chat for those who came later. Uh, you'll get a text file with all of those chats on it. So it'll be a great way to connect with everyone. So make sure they have, know who you are, what you are, and if you have any questions for Mukta and I. It's yours, Mukta. Thank you, Renee.
1: Um, will I be able to
0: move the slides too? I believe you should be able to, right? Or um, you might maybe... have to say next. <laughs> I'll just do it, just tell me next. Okay,
1: so just go back, okay. So thank you for being here, everyone. I am glad Renee invited me for this session. Thank you, Renee, for that. Um, and thank you for, all, for such enriching information that you've shared so far. Um, I'm gonna get a little more into details of how do you define your own strategy of acquiring new patients or retaining them or growing them, which essentially are three core objectives for any marketeer or a business development person who's out there or a small business owner. Um, If anyone has any questions, I have my chat window open on my screen. Just type in your question. I'll stop in between and I'll answer it. So you don't have to hold on to those questions till the end. You're more than welcome to just type them in and I'm happy to answer. Um, A bit of background about me. I am born and raised in India I have been doing digital marketing for about 15 years. Um, I've lived and worked in three countries, India, of course, my hometown. I was in Singapore for about five years, and then I have been in United States for for four years. Um, And I have worked with a plethora of companies, right from Fortune 500 to startups, right from you know old school manufacturing and healthcare companies to IT and advertising agencies so I've been on this side of the table working as a client with an agency and I've been on the other side working as an agency with a client um, pretty much doing digital marketing and when I say digital I mean it pans across the websites social media advertising you know, Google search ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, so on and so forth. Um, okay, so coming to what we're going to talk about, um, the three core objectives, like I said, are for anyone to grow, uh, to acquire, retain, and grow. Essentially, you know, the new patients or new referral partners. Um, can you go to the next one, Renee, please? Now, but one of the toughest things to answer is where do I begin? How much energy should I spend doing what? How much money should I spend in one particular channel? I mean, that, okay, I wanna do digital advertising. I probably want, say, 25 new patients every month for my practice. Um, So how much money should I spend to get those? Those are, you know, some of the most, tough questions when you want to start planning for your digital or marketing strategy. Renee, we can move to the next one. Okay, thank you. Um, So if you have a most cost-efficient, if you want a most cost-effective or efficient strategy to acquire new patients, your 50% of your target new acquisitions should be coming from business development efforts your 30% should be coming from advertising efforts and your 20% should be coming from word of mouth referrals. Now, if you're doing more than 25, 20% in word of mouth referrals, that's excellent. I mean, please don't bring it down. Um, <laughs> however, if you are overly dependent on advertising or business development, you are for advertising, you are paying way too much that it's one of the most expensive ways to acquire new patients. On business development, if it's getting more than that, you will end up burning out that team at one point in time. So, you know, that's a, it's a good way to, you know, do the math, look at what your targets are, and then that's a good proportion to follow to also distribute the amount of effort that will go in each one of these channels the amount of budgets that will go in each one of these channels. You can pretty much follow the same proportions to distribute your effort, energy, money. Um, Renee, we can move to the next one. We are gonna talk a little more about advertising. Now, when it comes to, and I'm gonna specifically focus on digital advertising, I'm not venturing into conventional media today. Um, There are a million Channels out there. So, you know, um, can I have a quick, you know, check in the chat? If you are a part of a team which has like more than two or three people in marketing on your
0: team, could you just say a me or a yes in the chat? Okay, I have one from Julie. Maggie,
1: Renee, Renee, of course, I know.: <laughs> <laughs> You've got 15.) <15. laughs> Nicole, Yes, more than three or four. OK. Shannon? Cool. OK. But there's For, a lot and, of
0: single people who don't, so that's kind yes, of: what you know Yes.: Yes. So
1: I am going to start with them. So people who do not have more than who you, either you're doing stuff by yourself, or you have just one or two people helping you, stick to two channels. Don't go beyond two channels. If you spread yourselves too thin, you will end up doing very little for all of the channels and you will not have any concrete results. Stick to two. If you have to pick two, I would say emails. Renee has spoken a lot about it. I'm gonna briefly touch upon it. I'm not going into details of emails today. is extremely important because email not just is a way to acquire, but is also a way to retain and engage and grow your patients or your customers from, uh, you know, by getting referrals from your existing clients. So emails for sure. Second is uh, from social media, Facebook is by and large the one that is spread out most and most evenly. So focus your energies on two. If you have more time, if you have teams that are bigger then LinkedIn and reviews are two other channels that I would recommend. I'm going to touch upon these as well towards the end a little bit. Reviews, when I'm saying you know, the ones like you get on Google and Yelp, I have not put them on the bottom just because, because they're not important. I think they're extremely important. Unfortunately, there is very little that you can do to, I mean, no, it's okay, let me rephrase that. It takes a lot of effort to get very few reviews. So therefore, if you, know, you are fewer people, I would not recommend doing a lot of things around reviews, I can still, I'm still gonna give you some tips that you can just implement in your email campaigns to influence the good reviews that you get. All right, Renik, next. Thank you, emails. It's a very powerful tool to not just acquire, if you're acquiring email database, but to retain and grow your customer. I mean, retention is by just sending them simple emails of their upcoming next appointments or the meetings or the groups so that they may, you, they, you can make sure that they complete the treatment or you know, their visits. Uh, growth is reminding them, staying with them, sharing useful resources so that they see you as a useful partner and they talk about you and you know the, you stay on top of their mind and you get referrals. A simple step is kiss your email, which is keep it simple and stupid. Do not overcomplicate your emails. Keep them as simple as you can. There are researches that have happened which say that people who read, you know, the adults who read emails read at a third graders level. So, I mean, imagine, if you are using overly complex terms, they are long emails, people are just skimming them, how much are they retaining out of it? Um, can you please go to next, Renee? So a, simple, a few things to keep them simple and stupid, clear subject line, say what you want them, an objective or call to action. Every time you're writing an email, you need to answer that to yourself. What do I want this person to do when they receive my email? Do I want them to call me back? Do I want them to sign up for the webinar? Do I want them to conform to me whether they are coming for this appointment or not? Or what? If you don't, if you can't answer that question in your head, don't write that email, stop wasting your time. Second thing, when if you go to, you know, using the softwares like MailChimp, or tools like MailChimp, do not use that no reply from whatever abc.com to send out mass emails. People wanna talk to people, always give them an option to reach back to you to ask a question or if they have a comment. I mean, if that's not the objective of your email, then anyways, that email is pointless.
0: Hmm.
1: So unless it's an internal email that comes from HR, you know, no reply at (laughs) abc.com, not useful. Uh, not for marketers, basic emails, just focus on if you are tight on resources, focus on basic emails, reminders for upcoming appointments and visits. I mean, I am not very sure how many of us here are, uh, people who run their own practices or how many of us are, you know, with a marketing stroke, business development background. So upcoming visits or appointments. Um, Follow up, follow up after, you know, if it's a patient, follow up after the visit or if you have met someone, follow them, follow up with them with next steps. I don't have to teach that to you if you're from business development background that every time you walk out of a meeting, you need to have what are you gonna gonna do next from there on. So, you know, follow it up with the email, simple. Updates, updates could be about the, you know, and these times could be about the telehealth services that you've launched the updates could be about uh, the store uh, the clinic hours or the facility hours that have changed or these could be about the new clinical people who've joined your team you know people like to know about all these things they are good to know not necessarily updates will have a have something that they will do after that email, but this is one kind of email that always keeps you on top of their mind. The one thing that I will monitor for an update of email, uh, for an update email is the open rates and the click-through rates. If you are talking about a new person who joined and you have a bio that's on the website, so how many people did actually click and visited that bio?
0: Can I, wait one second, Mukta. So the click-through rates, um, when you open, once you sent an email, like in a MailChimp or something, there's, in your sent pile, you can click on that and it will give you all of the updates of how many people opened it and, and such. So like alumni tend to not open email. They're more texters. Uh, you know, our rates were like in the six to 7%, but okay. for this group, uh, the open rate was like 54%, so which is right. on the high end. Amazing, So. Yeah. So there's a range. So you wanna know what people want, and what they don't want. All right, back right. to you.
1: Thank you, uh, a great point Renee, thank you for adding. Um, then sharing resources. I mean, everyone loves that. You give them value, add, add value to them, give them what they wanna know and they will stay connected with you. Um, next please. Facebook, like I said, Um, It's one of the strongest platforms, not just to acquire, but to retain and grow your contacts as well. Uh, Posts, you know, again, posts are a great way to update the patients, the loved ones, and to seek reviews, to seek comments. Events, um, promote the recurring support support groups, people where people would wanna come, or if you have any other recurring meetings that you have, create events for them. in a Facebook, And Facebook allows you to choose a schedule where you can choose a start date and then you can add multiple occurrences. So if someone, suppose if I like your event for this week but I was not able to make it, a Facebook will show me an automated update when your f- event is due next time. And it'll tell me that, hey, you were interested in this event earlier, maybe you wanna look at it again. It's one of the most effective organic ways to utilize Facebook. Uh, Groups, groups are very effective when you you want to manage something within patients, when you wanna keep it safe and secure, because you can create private groups and you can send updates that you wanna share only with a certain targeted audience. Ads, to acquire new patients. And we are gonna dig, dig deeper into ads in a bit, all right. Thank you, Renee. To create the Facebook ads. Um, okay, now I am gonna give you a little overview of how to create Facebook ads, but that's not what I'm gonna teach you today in detail. I have put resources in the notes of this presentation, which you will receive when Renee sends it out to you. There are some extremely useful resources which tell you step by step how to create these ads. You don't need me to teach it to you right now and then you will, you, know, you will not even remember it by the time it's time to create one. So go on, bookmark those resources, keep them safe and use them when you need to. But for now, let's talk about what you should do. You, when you start creating those ads, there are a million options. What you should do, one is um, um, we are going to focus on lead generation kind of ads right now because we are talking about acquisition. Now, what's a good way to measure if you're running ads? You want to know whether what I'm running is cost efficient or not. Should I spend 100, you know, 100 dollars, 200 dollars, 500 dollars to acquire a patient? What is that right amount? So, cost of a new patient. You know, a good rule of thumb is. Um, If you earn from your payer about say $100 per patient per day, your cost to acquire that patient is gonna be around three times that. So it will range anywhere between $800 to $1,500 depending on how efficient your campaigns are and how well you're supporting it with other things.
0: And so if I was selling something that was like a therapy session would those numbers be a percentage of that? Like, So if I had a $200 an hour therapy session, would I still use a Facebook ad? You can use a
1: Facebook ad. But But that is more of a standalone service. I mean, what I'm talking here is essentially for an IOP patient, um, and not really residential. Residential is gonna be a different ballgame altogether. That's a way bigger decision, larger commitment, and far more expensive than this. So if it's an outpatient patient who's gonna, you know, have X number of sessions or days with you, um, you will end up spending around 800 to $1,500 to acquire one of those two patients. That also gives you a good number to see that, okay, do I have that kind of money? Am I, do I want to spend that kind of money? Or maybe not, do I want to spend this budget elsewhere? When you go and start targeting your Facebook ads, Radius around a particular facility location is the best thing to do, unless you are situated in the middle of a forest and there's nothing around for next 50 miles. We have certain facilities like that. So, you know, residential ones, which are extremely pretty, but I can't target, you know, a 20 mile radius around them. I'll get crickets. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) If they use Facebook. (laughs) Um, So radius around facility, if you are in a city, is the best way to target. Instead of targeting an entire city or postal codes or stuff like that, don't do that. Target a zip code, um, sorry, radius, that's better. Second is age. Go really tight on the age, make sure that you're not loose. you know exactly who your audience is. A little bit of difference between, you know, starting from a 22 versus 25, or going from 55 to a 60 makes a hell lot of difference in the size of the audience, which is essentially, you wanna reach a right sized audience. Too small means you are paying way too much to reach those people. To broad means you're reaching to a lot more people and a lot of wasteful clicks. So therefore you are not getting the value for your buck. So a good size of audience is, will anywhere be if you are doing for one particular city, one location, anywhere around 100,000 people if you're reaching at one point in time is a good number. 20, 30,000 plus minus is fine. These numbers will also vary depending on how populated a particular city is versus, you know, one versus the other. So a New York might have a far more higher number of people than probably a Franklin, but I stay um, in Tennessee. So keep those things in mind, but you know, give or take hundred thousand people for one particular city, if you're reaching the, those many people is not a bad number. That's a good sized audience where you will reach the right, you will reach the right people. And um, it's not so small that Facebook will end up charging you a lot of money and not, uh, I mean, for the clicks. Um, does anyone have any questions so far?
0: All right, Should. I'm going to go ahead. Could I ask a question? Yes, please go ahead. Hi, thank you so much. This has been uh, this is wonderful. Um, I have I would just like a little bit of insight. Your thoughts on those of us who are um, pursuing a, a private practice and are um, social media adverse as far as wanting to okay. try and generate clients. With um, personally, I I do LinkedIn, but I, I prefer not to engage in Facebook and Instagram. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that's um, really detracting or you think there's a way around using the some of the predominant um, social medias to build your business
1: um see inter- when you say interacting I'm assuming you're talking about sharing posts or posting updates and stuff like that correct yes that's gonna bring a very incremental value Whitney so um, I don't think you should if you don't have time you need to invest a lot of time in that um, If you were to invest time in on Facebook, say particularly, and because you want to do it for your business, then I would recommend pick up few things that you want to talk about. For instance, you want to talk about the events and the groups. That you would be conducting if there are recurring support groups that you have, create events around that. It's a one-time thing. You will in 15-20 minutes, you will it'll be up and running and you'll be good to go. Use the things that Renee just taught about Eventbrite. Eventbrite is a great channel to get registrations. Mm. So you guys can, you know, you can put an Eventbrite link every time someone signs up. It's gonna send you an email with the person's details who signed up and that will you know, just solve your need. In addition to that, if you have some money, use that to run some ads to specifically promote certain things. The kind of ads that I'm going to talk about in a while are essentially lead generation ads, which if you want to promote your, say, telehealth services in these days, um, that's the kind of ad you would want to use. And, you know, So I'm not giving a complete lowdown of what all kinds of ads you can run, but picking up a specific one. So no, if you don't have time, I don't recommend spending too much time posting LinkedIn. I would say, keep your profile updated, Mm -hmm. keep your, you know, keep, keep the, the title, the, a bit of summary, your qualifications, certifications, all of those up to date. A lot of times, loved ones of patients do a lot of digging on the practice and the people who work at the practice because they want to know who these people are. We've had questions where there was a patient who was about to come in, their loved one calling the facility and saying, hey, um, I don't see you were saying that you know your XYZ um, clinician has a master's degree, but that's not what her LinkedIn says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, those things don't happen very often, but they do, so just spend, it's a one-time thing. Um, again, you will spend about 45 to 60 minutes updating that LinkedIn profile, worth doing, do that.
0: Okay, thank you so much.
1: Of course, you're most welcome. Does that answer your question?
0: Yes, yes, okay. absolutely, Because insight, thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else, or can we proceed? switch for you or is this the next one you want?
1: Yep, that's perfect. Okay, again in the notes of the this particular slide there are resources which you can look at step by step so you don't have to take screenshots, you don't have to make very rigorous notes, just pay attention on the screen for now. Um, What we are going to do is I'm just going to give you a quick sample of if you, if your objective is to generate leads, which means you have launched a new telehealth services, you want people to sign up for that. You want people to show their interest for that. You still will have to, uh, you know, run their benefits and do some checks. So therefore, this will only be a lead generation form. And trust me, filling this form is not where it ends. That's where it begins. So if Um, There are two ways of running ads on Facebook. One is you can go, one is first you need to have a page. If you don't, there is another resource um, at the bottom of this, um, in the notes of this presentation which tells you how to create a Facebook page. Please go and take a look at that. Um, Assuming you have a page, I have, you know, a screenshot of Michael's House Treatment Center here. you can access ads manager, but unless you have multiple pages that you manage, I would not recommend going there. It's a little more complicated view. This one is much simpler to use. So I would recommend you to stick to that. At the bottom of the left, um, on the right-hand side, you see this button, blue button promote, which I've circled with a yellow circle, uh, click this. And Renee, can we please move to next? Sorry. Oh.
0: Referrals coming in, you know, you gotta <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: um, You will see this screen and you will have this option, get more leads. There are many other way, you know, things that you can do. Um, but right now we are not talking about that. You click on get more leads. Renee, next one. Um, There are two ways, if you have a website and you want people to fill the form on your website, you can totally do that. I don't quite recommend that. Facebook always charges you more if you want people to leave Facebook and go outside the platform. Their entire strategy and algorithm is built on keeping people on Facebook. So as much as you can utilize that, do that, your costs are gonna be way lower so create a form on facebook its user interface is very simple if you have a crm system its pretty simple to hook it up with crm so that you know your business development team will be able to or you will be able to see all those leads attached right within your crm system and everything that you do like sending them emails etc you'll be able to do it through that if not It's again simple. There's a link how to download the list from Facebook once the ads are ready at the bottom in the notes. You can download that list and, you know, start your follow ups. Uh, Renee, can we go to next please. All right, you will reach a screen which is on your right. Um, You say create a new form. If you have never created a form, it will automatically this section will not exist or it will have nothing um you type the name of the form i'm sorry this text is too small but i'm just trying to you know tell you the name of the form is something that tells you it's not going to be visible to your clients so it tells you what it is so that tomorrow after you have 15 forms you know which one does did what for you um then you give a heading this is something that's visible to your to on the form to the end user. so choose it correct So like book your telehealth counseling session. Then description. Here take this opportunity to tell them what the next step will be. Does this mean it's a confirmed appointment? Does this mean someone's gonna reach out to them with what's the next step? Is there anything else that they need to know when they are filling in this form? So choose this to give those details. We will contact you in 24 business hours to confirm your appointment. Like I said, this is not the confirmation of appointment. You will need more details. Um, then as you go down, by default, it gives you two things that it wants to measure, e- uh, that it wants to capture email and full name, right here that you can see. But you have option to add a lot of other things, phone number, their street address, date of birth, gender, etc. I would say more number of fields you have, fewer people are gonna fill the form. So choose only the things that are extremely important for you. Forget about everything else. Capture those details when you get in touch with them. You also have an option. Now, if you, see on, if you look at the screenshot, which is on the left-hand side of the screen, you also have an option to ask questions. You can add up to 15 questions like this. Again, don't add more than one or two. Um, what I thought probably useful here would be that which insurance do you have? I mean, even if they say Medicare, Medicaid, you know, BCBS, whatever Aetna, you will have some information you'll be able to prioritize. If suppose you're having an amazingly good day and there are 25 people who fill the form in an hour, you wanna be able to prioritize those and see that which one do you reach out to first and which one not. So this could be a useful piece of information. Again, without asking, you know, if you don't work with the state insurance. You can just send them a polite email that, hey, these, they, here are some resources which you probably want to use, but sorry, we don't work with state insurance, you know, and close the loop there. Um, this is pretty much it. You choose the language, which I'm assuming every one of us uses English, and then you have your form ready. You just click here, save the form, and that's it, your form is done. Pretty simple. Renee, maybe move to the next please. Okay. Now it's time to create the ad. The next step it's gonna tell you is to create this ad, which is, you know, you're beginning to build it. First thing is you will need an image. I would recommend using a square image. If you use a square image, which is one is to one aspect ratio, you will not have to worry about, um, how will it look on mobile versus desktop versus a tablet? Usually square images pretty much adjust really well to most of the um, devices. Um, although that's not what I've used in the example. So please excuse me for that. I thought about it later after I downloaded this image. And <laughs> so um, when you choose your image, it will also, um, Facebook has a star free stock library. You can always, you know, search some images from there right here. If you're looking at the cursor, I'm pointing. Um, You give your headline, it's pretty limited characters. You have to be very concise. So you say telehealth counseling therapy, virtual therapy sessions, whatever it is you wanna say. Uh, Put together some text so that they are able to relate to it. And then you have these options. You can say sign up, you can say learn more, subscribe, I think sign up makes most sense here. So that's what I went with. Um, Then comes the targeting. So you will be able to, if you look at the screen here, again, I'm sorry for, I mean, it just wasn't visible in the bigger screenshot. But if you look here, what I've done is I've taken Palm Springs and I've taken a 25 mile radius around Palm Springs, California. I've taken the age between 25 to 55 year olds. I am trying to reach females. And then I am, then uh, it's not visible here, but it was showing me the population size of about 95,000 people. If I include all men and women, it went all the way up to 180,000 people. So I would wanna bring that down. So the one thing that I would do is bring the, mile radius down. I would rather target around 15 to 17 miles or go all the way up to 20 and I'll be able to bring that population, you know, that that reach or the total audience audience size back to where I wanted it. Um, There are also these behavioral targeting options that you will see unless you are extremely sure of what your audience is interested in, I would recommend don't play with it. these are not very accurate. They need a lot more monitoring um, to make sure that you, know, you are either not wasting too much money or reaching out to a way smaller audience. Uh, so unless you know that you are targeting a loved one who's a mom or a spouse, and this is a woman who's between say, 35 years of age to say 50 years old, and she's interested in online shopping, some online bloggers, local community, I would not go and target. I mean, if I am this sure, that's the only time I would use it. Otherwise I would just play with age, gender, the radius targeting, and that's what I would do. I would leave everything else alone. Uh, Renee, can we go to the next, please? All right. Then I say that what is it? so now? Lead generation is a kind of an ad which you can't which you can't run forever. You can't have one ad running forever. There are different kinds of ads. There are other kinds of ads which are just to promote your page. You can say that it's an ad that's going to you know run forever. You can choose to have a no end date, and you can define a daily budget which is pretty small, and it'll keep running and spending say five dollars every day or two dollars every day, but excuse me, that's not what we are doing here. Here we will choose how many days we wanna run this ad for, what is the amount of budget I wanna spend for it. And then it will give me that, you know, that you're gonna spend $200 per day, you won't spend more than that. And that's pretty much it. You hit the promote button and you're good to go. Is that it? There's more about measurement, but any questions so far? I'm gonna take a pause a few minutes and see if someone has questions.
0: No questions. Okay. Have we lost you on the $3,000 on the ad? Or are we still all here? <laughs> I usually put like on my, when I do my Shamans Cave podcast, I do it for like $25. So. She's talking about uh, leads for for so, some of you in the smaller businesses. You don't have to. This is like leads what she's looking at for getting leads into um, treatment. Okay.
1: So when so, I The number. Okay, thank you for bringing that up Renee. That's an extremely important distinction. Um, and you will get that answer in the next slide. Okay, let me just wait for that slide. Okay, so cost perform fill Per lead, which is essentially how you will define a lead, will be somewhere between $20 to $30 for this one. It won't be $1,500. What I'm talking about is the final appointment who eventually walks in and pays you through for all the sessions. A patient, when you acquire a patient, that's going to be around $800 to $1,500. But cost of a form fill will only be between around, you know, anywhere between 20 to $30. I'm running a couple of ads right now. My cost per for form fill is around $28. Okay.
0: So if you're a coach, for example, you know, $20 if you're selling a $3,000 product is not really so bad. You know, you get that target of like, who is going to like, I saw Lauren signed up for here and she's, she sells how to find your lesbian lover. So she's going to have such a narrow target, but if she gets somebody to pay $20 per form and she sells them a $3,000 coaching program, that still makes sense. So these
1: numbers are not applicable across industries. I'm talking very specifically about behavioral health industry, and I'm talking very specifically about an outpatient location. These numbers will change if I start talking about a residential
0: location. Exactly. Yeah, and I just wanted to tell it for the smaller people who say like, okay, that's still a lot for our little small thing, but that's okay.
1: Yes. Uh, Now to build efficiency. If, you know, like I said before, the form fill is the beginning of work, not the end of work. Once that form is filled, you want to reach out to that person immediately. So if you are one person who's running the entire, you know, one, one man army, like they say, Then find out that one time of the day that your users are most responsive when they like to hear more from you. Um, And then make sure that you reach out to the leads that you have gotten through that day at that particular point in time. And then you repeat it the next day and the next day and the next day. Do not leave them unresponded with or nothing, you know, for more than a day. Uh, Build a basic email campaign. If you are getting, um, okay, roughly your conversion would be if you're getting a conversion of about 10 to 12%. That's a pretty good conversion, which means if 100 people have filled your form and you can get around 10 patients. hmm, Probably not. It would be lesser. Sorry. So uh, um, I just went to wrong numbers. Um, So people who have not converted, who have not responded to your emails, build a simple email campaign, just telling them about the benefits of telehealth, telling them how it's HIPAA compliant, telling them how they're still gonna be speaking to a qualified therapist, give them information about that therapist. And uh, so, you know, if you send them two or three follow-up emails, each one with a very clear Uh, call to action. Now you can leave a phone number on which they can call to book the appointment so that you can get their insurance details, you know, run the benefits and figure out if you can work with them is going to bring these costs, you know, this 800 to 1500 more towards 800 bucks. Does that
0: make sense so far? It does. Awesome. Um, But but I said this was going to be an hour, so if some people have to leave, you could watch the rest of it later, but I'm finding really value in this information, so I'm still here.
1: Yeah, and and I'm I'm almost done. Just I think another one or two slides, not two more. Um, I also forgot to mention that in the slide notes, there are two resources which tell you how to do effective follow-ups with those leads, so I have included those. So whenever you get the presentation, go through it. That's super useful. Um, If you have more time, like I was talking to Whitney, complete your LinkedIn profile, title, city. What's your current title? You know, what do you do? Your city where you work is extremely important. These are the things people use to filter the results. Your work history, qualifications, and certifications are going to provide those right keywords that you appear for. So make sure that these particular things are complete and up-to-date. If you have a fresh certification to add, go ahead and do that whenever you get a chance. Um, whether I'm looking for a job or not, my LinkedIn profile is always almost always complete. Um, that's what I use it for. <laughs> um, reviews. Um, Reviews, like I said before, are extremely important. But unfortunately, the thing with reviews is people think about leaving a review when they're pissed off at you. They don't think about leaving a review when you've delighted them. So you need to remind them. uh, Now, if you don't have the size of the team to build a full reputation management campaign, which is a discussion for another time, if we ever have that, um, just Put a little note, which could be a standard one-liner at the bottom of all of your emails that, hey, finding a right treatment is difficult. Please leave us a review so that you can help other people find the right treatment. And then provide a link to your Google My Business page so that people can just click, go and leave a review there. They do count a lot. Um, Do not make them fill the reviews while they are checking out at the clinic or while they are waiting for their therapy session at the facility or the clinic. No, that's a big no, no. Google tracks the IP address from where the reviews are. left. If they see a lot of reviews coming from the same IP address, which is going to be the case if they are leaving the reviews at the clinic or at the facility, you're gonna have you you will see one day google's gonna delete a lot of them you know in bulk you will lose all of them don't do that
0: um next one please that's all we're done all right so her name is there and do you do any freelance consulting me yeah i do all right, I thought you did. I just wanted to put that yes. out there. So if somebody had other questions or a strategy, I know this is you know, a little bit off the cuff, but I know that, I know that so, all right.
1: Um, Amazing, I like the comments. Thank you so much for these kind words, everyone.
0: Let's see, yeah, people are great, thank you. All right, and so uh, Michael's House, you all know it's fully operational. All of our telehealths are now up um both the san francisco and the canyons have set up their telecare, and across the country actually we're good and so you can reach any of us from here because you know you all have your favorites i know i'm the best favorite but i have this great staff and team that really makes it all happen so i want to thank you i know your time's important and email me if you want us to continue and what topics you want us to cover because this is i'm finding this really valuable for me and if and people are staying on these calls they're coming to these calls i'm happy to continue